Going Linux, episode 394, a look at Manjaro Linux. Welcome to Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you're new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you valuable information and advice that will help you in Going Linux. We hope that you'll find this and all of our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done. If you want, you can send us feedback at our email address at goinglinks at gmail.com or leave us voicemail at 1-904-468-7889. In today's episode, we take a look at Manjaro. Hi, Bill. Hey, Larry. How are you today? I am doing well, busy as always. As our listeners probably realize, we have not been all that regular on our regular schedule, but we'll catch up. We'll we'll continue to bring you episodes just maybe during the summertime, COVID time, uh, busy time, not on our regular schedule, but we'll get there. You'll still have your wonderful episodes and every other one will be listener feedback and Keep sending us feedback. It's great. So it's not really uh, Larry's fault. I uh, got sick and I was out of commission for about a week. Uh, was not COVID, but it was the flu. And so I just did not feel up to recording. So, yeah, summertime and COVID and sickness, uh, we're going to blame them. I say let's just get right into it. Today, we're going to be talking about Manjaro Linux. When I say rolling release, what's the first thing that comes to your mind, Larry? Uh, Manjaro? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least uh, having the latest application software, which means you might have some breakage, depending on which repositories the distribution you're working with is pointed to. So, for example, if it's a rolling release related to Debian, if it's pointed at Debian Stable to get its packages then it's probably okay. But if it's not stable, like unstable, then yeah, you're going to get some breakages. So That's what I think of. Okay. Well, we think, let's think more along the lines of Arch. And as you know, I've been hearing about Arch and I've tried it a few, a few times and over the few versions I've tried, uh, you know, regular Arch and it just was just too bleeding edge for me and did things didn't work and I just couldn't be bothered. And then of course there is um, Endeavor, which took over, I can't remember what the old product's name was. And they had problems with running on my machine. So I had pretty much given up, but when I got sick and had to sit at the house and uh, look at four walls, I decided to one, before I did anything, I backed up, my machine and make sure I had a good valid uh, backup in case everything went horribly wrong. Always a wise move. Yeah, always wise. I, I learned the hard way. Um, but you know, over the months and years, I've you know, I've had different degrees of success, and I've been looking at them from a new user's point of view because you know everybody says, "Oh, you only talk about Ubuntu based or Debian based," and I, I was really looking for something. So, like I said, Straight Arch <laughs> was out. Uh, I just couldn't be bothered. Uh, I've yeah. tried Straight Arch before, or, or and uh, if you don't get those updates just right uh, or stay on top of it, it can break. And you know, new users are, you know, sometimes are not 
the updates are not on their minds. So yep. I was wondering if there, if I was going to be able to find distribution that was based uh, on Arch and uh, that was also uh, easy to use for a new user. Right. So Manjaro is what you find? Is yeah. that the Arch-based Linux distribution that can be used by new users? Yeah. yeah. And so that was, it worked well. And of course, I had a good excuse. Uh, a friend of mine gifted me an old computer that was getting ready to go in the scrap heap. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a Dell, it's a little i3, only four um, gigs of uh, RAM in it, and a little small hard drive. And I said, well, let me just play around with it. And um, I installed the latest Mint and to not much um, success. And then I installed a Ubuntu Mate. It ran fine. A regular Ubuntu ran fine. I said, "Well, just for giggles, you know, you know, idle hands are the devil's workshop." So I decided to throw um, Manjo on, uh, on this test machine and that I had gotten, and it ran really great. It was fast. It used like you know very little RAM, and I'll get into that a little mm-hmm. bit later. But so I, I've run it for a week, and I said, "Well, I wonder how if it will work on my machine." Uh, my uh, more up-to-date machine and sure enough uh usually the keyboard wouldn't work or i had to have some wi-fi issues and it just worked uh and i'm like okay well this is interesting so i decided to play with it and still playing with it um and uh i mean quite quite enjoying it so far so anyway that's good yeah yeah um you would think that an i3 with only four gigs of RAM might not work all that well, but uh, hey, that's that's good to hear that it, it works well even with Manjaro. So, um, if in fact you're looking at the Microsoft website as one is wont to do, uh, <laughs> you'll notice that <laughs> Windows 10 64-bit requires a minimum of two gigabytes of RAM, which of course you have in this little machine. Um, to be able to install and run it. If you add, say, Firefox or Chrome into the mix, though, you're getting close to what the system has. So if most of us have more than one tab open, maybe Discord or an office suite of some sort, you're going to be using a lot of the system resources. How's Manjaro compared with Windows 10 resource-wise? And, you know, I think I know, but I'll ask anyway. Let me give you a little backstory here. You know, on this uh, Dell La- uh, Latitude 5450, um, it had Windows 7 and it didn't run it that good. Um, and then when they installed Windows 10, it was just barely functionable. That's why they were retiring it. So it was just dog slow. And so um, I played with it before I wiped it out and said, okay. Um, just doing some stuff with YouTube or, uh, and you know, email or have more than two or three uh, browser tabs open. Like right now, I have four open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, just for the show and stuff. And so I finally said, okay, we're done. So Manjo sits um, at idle with nothing installed. I'm using HTOP, so you know take that with a grain of salt. It was the latest one I could, I could think of to actually see 
what the system was running, and it was set, and it was sitting at 670 to uh, 680 megabytes running idle with uh, a brand new install. Uh, the only thing that was installed were updates. Okay. Okay. So, and now if you want some examples, I started Firefox with two tabs, one playing a YouTube video, and I had FreeOffice um, and HTOP, and they only reported 1.28 gigabytes in use. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, just a side note here, I, I did the same test with Ubuntu Mate 2004, and it was a little heavier than Majuro, but it came in at uh, with the same things running, same versions of um, Firefox and running two tabs, etc. It was only at 1.74 gigabytes with all that running, and it only and it was a fresh install, and also was just updated that. So I was trying to do apples apples, and so yeah. it was just a you know what 500 megs more, and that could be just because of the desktop environment or um, some other things that you know they were going on behind the scenes that Manjaro doesn't have running. So I, I kind of would say they're pretty close uh now uh and it's still under the two gigabytes required for windows 10 just to get the thing installed so you're already up running your uh, firefox you're already up running your office suite and you got htop and you're still under the two gigabyte mark required by windows 10 so with uh ubuntu mate uh fresh with nothing running it was only mm-hmm. at 950 megabytes under one gig. So I was like pretty impressed with that too. Now I did another comparison just because uh, I wanted to see if I, if there was some others that would give uh, similar results. And KDE Neon, I, you know, I threw it in there and it, and it's, it was actually lighter than Manjaro and Ubuntu Mate and it sat at 640 megabytes, which kind of blows me because we've always heard that KDE was always heavier, but they've really done some, um, oh yeah, it's uh, obvious, yeah. Yeah, they've really done some tweaking on that. So as you can see, all these modern Linux distributions are really light compared to Windows 10. Yeah. Well, I just mentioned that it says in the Microsoft website that it requires two gigabytes just to get it installed. And that's similar to something like Ubuntu Mate for installation purposes. But obviously, it's it's running under two gigabytes when you have it running. Did you do any sort of test or do you know what Windows 10 actually runs at once you get it installed and maybe without anything running? I'm glad you asked. I did. Now, this wasn't a fresh install because it was a hand me. So, uh, you know, here, you want this? And, of course, I'm going to say yes. Um, So they had some other stuff that they have installed over time. But when I looked at at it, the little test machine that was running like, you know, like a Ferrari – uh, under uh, the Linux, um, whether it be KDE Neon, Ubuntu Mate, or Manjaro, um, where it was running so so slow and it was constantly you know, churning the hard drive. And I was like, what is going on? So I looked and it was sitting with just um, Firefox, you know, the, the one I could get for Windows, you know, right from their site. Um, right. I, I didn't install HTOP because I, I didn't even think HTOP was available. So I used uh, their... Uh, mo- their monitoring that's built into Windows, and it was mm-hmm. sitting over three gigs, just idle 
uh, with just and uh, just it did have well, wasn't quite idle because it, it had a YouTube video playing in it, um, and I had um, LibreOffice. I did install LibreOffice. Um, I couldn't. Um, I didn't install FreeOffice, so it might be a little difference there. But it was definitely definitely heavier than any of the Linuxes. Just kind of sitting there, not really doing anything, playing a YouTube at uh, not even high def. I, I, I actually had to uh, set down the um, the video quality on YouTube to 480p uh, instead of high def, and all the uh, the Linux distributions were running uh, in high definition, or at least the minimum was 1080. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, same uh, net uh, network. Um, I even thought, okay, maybe it's just the way that. Uh, Windows 10 was handling the Wi-Fi card, so I actually picked up the laptop and went hard and uh, hardwired it into my router, and still uh, didn't get anything uh, better. So, yeah, that's just what my you know my my findings were. Uh, nothing super scientific, and we have to also uh, be fair in saying that this was an older install of uh, Windows 10. And um, I think one of the reasons that I remember him telling me is this: I think this i3, because uh, you remember uh, Microsoft says, well, you install uh, Windows 10 once and you can uh, keep getting to the current versions forever. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily true because sometimes they um, just say, well, that processor, we're not going to support that architecture even uh, now or we're not going to uh, support that card because it's too old so that's happened where you get to a certain point in windows 10 and says you need to update oh by the way you can't update it because we don't support that architecture that's happened to a few intel so go buy a new computer right? yeah go yeah. buy a new computer hey who you can go we buy got a, this nice surface pro over here you can get <laughs> uh, yeah yeah we yeah Okay, yeah. moving on. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, moving on. That's that's all hardware. So, what's it like um, for the installation process for Manjaro? Let's talk about the software. How's it compare to something that we use every day, like Ubuntu Mate or Linux Mint? So, um, Manjaro Cinnamon was the one I picked, and that's a community version, uh, supported version. Uh, it that uh, Manjaro has, and it was super easy to install. The installer uh, was very easy to understand. It installed blazingly fast, and I I had a working system in under 15 minutes with all updates applied. (laughs) Um, I wanted to bring up the point uh, here that uh, regular Arch Linux is very bleeding edge, and updates come uh, come fast and often, and sometimes uh, when you use an arch, things can break. It's just part of the um, rolling release uh, of arch. Right. It doesn't happen a lot, but you know because of the rapid updating, sometimes it does. And if you run arch, you want to make sure that thing stays update uh, updated with the you know, with the current versions. And when I was running arch, like I said, I it would not be unusual to get three to you know, 800 megs of updates every day. Uh, sometimes uh, I would get three. Sometimes I get 150. It just depends on what they were updating. But they, I was always getting updates every day. If you don't, things can kind of go bad. So right. that's not really going to be work for a new user. 
but Manjaro kind of takes a different approach. Uh, it's still, uh, I won't say bleeding edge, but I'll call it leading edge. Um, they tend to do a little more quality assurance, and they some and sometimes they'll hold back packages um, to make sure that they're not going to break. So, so they're they they make sure that it's a stable. Um, and they use about two weeks behind, like I said before. And uh, um, just to kind of give you an idea, when I was trying Arco Linux, which is also ArchBase, I waited a few weeks, and well, I kind of broke it. You waited a few weeks before applying updates. Yeah, yeah so I kind of broke it, and then it was just like, uh, you moron, you didn't install these updates, and now the updates are, you know, you know, three weeks uh down the road and <laughs> so yeah i and i just i just didn't want uh to have to deal with that you know like and i didn't want to recommend uh a distro that if you know you go on vacation come back and you say oh there's updates and it breaks your system that's not going to be a very good experience mm-hmm. so you know, you asked of how 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 did it compare to Ubuntu uh, Mate and you know or Linux Man or or regular Ubuntu whatever. Right. So well, things like welcome menu, anything like that. Yeah, it did have a, a welcome menu. Uh, it was clear and easy to understand, but it was not as uh, polished as Ubuntu Mate's is. Okay. Um, it, it's it's there. It has where you can click and you can go, you know, find what you need. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit later. But one of the things that I did not understand is, uh, and I took care of that right away, is uh, Manjaro comes with Midori browser instead of Firefox as its default when you first install the system. Now, it's mm-hmm. not difficult. You go to the little uh, software center and say, I want Firefox and installs it, and there's there's a link on the um, bottom. It's actually software. It's all listed, real easy to understand. Oh, there's the browser. Oh, there's Firefox. I want that, and I want uh, Opera. I want uh, Brave or whatever, and it just installs it. So, you know, Manduri uh, worked okay, but it doesn't have. It's I wouldn't consider it a super modern. Uh, browser, it's it's not as easy to use as uh, Chrome or Chromium or Firefox. Um, would not play anything with DRM. So yeah, I think they just picked it because it's I guess uh, a safe choice. <laughs> yep. But it installed really great. Uh, it was really fast. I was really impressed with how fast it updated. It was like uh, you have 300 megabytes of update. Boom, done. Installed. And I'm like, well, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> And installing software was blazingly fast. Even I have to say it's a little faster than uh, what's well, a lot. Actually, it's a quite a bit faster than most uh, Linux uh, distros. I've never been able to install stuff so quickly, uh, and I, I think it's just because they have mirrors everywhere. So that's yeah, nice. That certainly helps. Yeah. So. Uh, you asked about the welcome menu, and yeah, tell me it, a little more about that. If it's yeah. not like uh, Mate or Ubuntu Mate or so Mint, Ubuntu uh, Mate, like? uh, do you remember what Ubuntu Mate calls their uh, welcome menu? Is it just welcome menu, right? Or it's first? just uh, yeah, Ubuntu welcome. Yeah. So uh, Manjaro calls theirs Manjaro Hello, 
and like All I said, right. it's very clean, not quite as polished as Ubuntu Mate, and has items for you uh, once you get installed. It has the documentation, it has uh, support uh, information, it has information on the project, and right at the bottom is that handy applications button I was telling you about that you can just use to add the programs all in nice little groups. And that's where you can select your different browsers, Office Suites, audio, video programs, uh, anything that you want. Um, okay. I didn't have any issues with finding what I wanted, um, but in all fairness, Ubuntu Mate's one is uh, – Maybe just because I'm, I've used it so many times, it, it was more familiar. I'm not saying yeah. that Manjaro Hello <laughs> is bad. It's just laid out differently. So when you're used to going and seeing uh, uh, how Ubuntu Mate or uh, a regular Ubuntu does it, you're like, uh, okay, I have to kind of look at this for a minute. But it's nothing that is going to throw you. It's just um, – I guess they say it's different. But the same type of deal. Yeah, yeah, familiar, but uh, things may not be in the same place or maybe yeah. called something different. Yeah, same as changing any <laughs> any operating system. Hey, I have um, a hard time going from seven to ten because things are in different places, or there's like three different places you can do the same things because they got all that legacy they've carried over. I mean, I actually one time I had to uh, was at work. I'm like, how do I do this uh, in um, Windows 10 because I can usually do it I, instantly. I know how to do it in, in Linux. It's like, okay, just go to the settings panel and there it is, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's all it's, yeah, it's right. all in good fun. Right, exactly. So um, moving on to the uh, obtaining software, right? So sure, I know that Arch-based systems use AUR. Um, so and Ubuntu has repositories and they also have snaps and personal package archives or PPAs. Does Manjaro have something like that? How do they handle that? Okay. So let's um, talk about the AUR, which stands for Arch-based repositories. Okay. Um, now, you do have access to the AUR in Manjaro, but they'll tell, they're going to tell you right up front that you can use it, but if you break it, it's on you. <laughs> okay, because okay. uh, it's sort of like uh, I would say the AUR and the PPAs are very similar in what they're trying to accomplish. So um, the repository is controlled by users, not yes, by users. The Arch distribution. Okay. So, but Manjaro has. Uh, official um, repositories. And so the funny part about that is uh, I did look at the AUR, but I didn't have to use AUR because I found everything I wanted uh, and, and that I use and some things that I usually have to go uh, find in, you know, like an app image or, or stuff for when I was using Ubuntu Mate, it was already mm -hmm. in the repositories. They, their, their repositories are incredibly complete. I say they're probably second to only Debian, which, you know, maybe even equivalent. So I was very pleased. I use a program called ClipGrab, which it grabs a YouTube video uh, in case I want to watch a tutorial or something. Right, and sure. uh, I always have to download the app image, or um, I mean, they might have it in the Snap now or a Flatpak, but usually I have to go do it. It was just in the Arch 
uh, excuse me, in the Manjaro repositories. And, you know, so that, that was, I don't know, little things make me happy. So I didn't have to really try anything mm-hmm. uh, to find it. It was just there. And it's like, uh, just for giggles, let me see if it's there. Yep, there it is. Okay, I want that. I want that. So I went through a, a, a nice time of uh, adding a bunch of programs, super simple um that was already in the repositories installed and everything worked it didn't have any issues the theming was correct i was like i was very impressed yeah that's good you've talked about the standard repositories in the Mm -hmm. aur so does manjaro support the universal package systems like snaps and flat packs or does it not it does it supports okay. snaps. It support, uh, supports flat packs, and it uh, supports app images, which you know app images run pretty much anywhere. Um, pretty much native support out of the box. I was like, "Wow, that's nice." I don't have to uh, do any voodoo to make snaps work, or I don't have to do anything to make flat packs work, and you know I don't have to edit any commands. It just worked. And there's nothing blocking you from installing snaps nothing or anything. Nothing blocking <laughs> snaps or any uh, command line voodoo. Uh, you know, however minor it is. You know, if you want to use snaps, you can use snaps. If you want to use flatpacks, you can use flatpacks. If you want to use the repositories, you can do that. If you want to use the AUR, you can do that. Um, I mean, app images. So you, you pretty much you have. Any kind of software, you know, because there's a couple programs that uh, you kind of turn me on to that are only available on Snaps, and uh, they're not available in flat packs or whatever. And mm-hmm. I like the, I like the programs, and they're not usually in repositories. <laughs> well, and so I have to get the Snaps, and I just you know I just go there and say I want that Snap, I want that Snap, I want that Snap. Boom, done. Downloads it and keeps on going. Uh, I you know like I said. Um, me wanting to be as thorough as I can. I did check to see if my Joe is listed as a support distribution on Snapcraft and on mm-hmm. Flat uh, FlatHub and Arch is listed as supported in the FlatHub. And then the um, Snapcraft, it just says, yep, my Joe is supported. It's right, right there, uh, right, okay. right front and center. So uh, since Flat uh, Manjaro is um, Arch-based, Everybody that I've talked to say, yeah, it just works flawlessly. The funny part is, is that if if you can't find what you're looking for in the repositories, you can't find it in uh, Snapcraft, you can't, uh, or or FlatHub, you're gonna you're gonna uh, you're gonna probably find it in, in the AUR. So I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. the the availability just to get anything you want on your system. May it makes this just insanely uh, pleasant to use. Um, it's just I, there's it just works, and I was really really um, surprised. And and I think maybe Debian might have more packages as in the repositories, but I think right. that Manjaro because you have so many avenues to get software. And their their repositories are not small either. They're 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 massive, but with all these other avenues to get software, you just you just get everything you need, and you don't have to do any, like I said, command uh, judo uh, 
just to get to install a snap package, you know, you don't have to. Yeah, okay. yeah so that's good. Yeah, it's, it's just been really pleasant. I mean, I found everything I wanted, and uh, 99% of it's been in the Manjaro repositories. <laughs> I was like, I was really surprised, you know. I kind of see what people talk about Arch having uh, so much software available for it. Oh, yeah. And the community gives you a lot of support as well. Oh, yeah. So. And not meaning to diverge off you know, the subject, I do want to say the Manjaro community has got to be one of the friendliest uh, communities I've ever uh, had to interact with. Um, hmm. uh, I just kind of, even, you know, even when I wasn't saying anything, I was just, uh, and just kind of, uh, uh, lurking in their, their forums and just seeing the air, they're very, very pleasant. You're not going to get, you know, read the manual or anything. People seem to generally be very happy to help. Um, and, you know, of course they, someone might say, I need more information to help you, but, you know, people have said that, um, and I wanted to kind of make this distinction that Arch is a little, a uh, little bit, you know, uh, read the manual type of thing. They're, they're mm-hmm. helpful, but they're going to make you work for it. Manjaro's, uh, their forms are as friendly as Ubuntu Mate's or regular Ubuntu. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so the, it's a friendly community, and it's nice to actually have people that you can say, hey. I'm having this issue. This is all I know about it, and and usually there's like four or five responses right after you saying, "Hey, try this," or you know, "This is this command and this command. This is what it does." Type of deal. So they were really, really um, friendly, and they seem yeah, to be what welcoming new users. Uh, and so you know, if you have a question, you don't have to be scared of it. I, mean, I don't think I'd want to post. To, uh, not 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 harsh on them, but I've read some of the the uh, interactions on, on some of the arch questions. I was like, no, thank you. I don't want to say anything because I usually ask stupid questions. So, so having said that, the yeah. community is certainly part of what you look for when you're looking for a distribution that is for new users. And you've been pretty positive about Manjaro all along here. So. Can I assume it's a good new user distro? Would you recommend it for that? I would. Um, I've been running it, like I said, for two weeks. Okay. Would you use it as your, I hate to ask this question, but would you use it as your daily driver? I'm still using it as my daily driver. It's really made me happy. So, All right. Even though I have my uh, beloved Ubuntu Mate backed up and ready to be blasted back on, I just like uh, Manjaro a lot. Um, good. Uh, I wanted to try to find um, a, a SIMON-based uh, uh, interface, you know, uh, GUI, just because I like the desktop. It's one of my favorites. Uh, and the one that we had been recommending, um, you know, for people that wanted a, a Ubuntu-based SIMON system, I, I just I'm having some reservations about you know because of some of the choices they've made so i wanted to try to find something that would be um easy to use and also you know if it wasn't based on ubuntu or debian or you know something that is you know if someone wants something that's not based on ubuntu that they have an option and so far 
um, I can say yes, this is a great distribution. Uh, it's going to serve a new user well. Uh, I, I did go into this kind of skeptical, <laughs> but I have to say I'm a, a kind of a fan right now, and we'll be keeping it around. I would recommend okay. um, this you know, to new users. Uh, uh, if you, for some reason, you want to try a non-Ubuntu-based, Ubuntu uh, Mate, you know, is great, uh, but options are good. I want to see how it holds up over time and use. Um, I can't, you know, it's only been around two weeks. I have installed a lot of software and stuff, but it wouldn't be fair to say this is better than any other distribution. Uh, well, it, you know, until we see how it holds up, because you know you've got updates. You know, I want to see if there's any breakages, but I can safely say that this has been a great experience, and uh, I, it would serve a new user uh, easy uh, well. But I did I did want to uh, throw in a um, just a little information for those of us that have hybrid graphics. Which we have a uh, Intel and Nvidia uh, cards. You know, the uh, you, there's a, an extra step sometimes that you have to do. Um, I will say that Manjaro installed the correct drivers right out of the box. Didn't have to do anything. Okay. I mean, it's solid. Good. Installed, but I couldn't figure out when I was I, I, when I loaded up Steam. Of, um, I could not figure out why it always defaulted to the Intel card. And, you know, Intel card and gaming sometimes doesn't work that great. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I went to the ArchWiki, which has a lot of information. I went to the forums, and they gave you very simple instructions uh, on uh, – there's a, a short little parameter that you have to enter in. Uh, for for some games, uh, there's other ways to do it, but this was the easiest. And basically, you would go into your shortcut uh, that you have on your desk or, or in, in your menu, and uh, when you uh, you go there, it's Prime Dash Run in front of it, and that tells Manjaro to run the NVIDIA card, and it works flawlessly every time. Okay. Yeah. You know, All right. So it's a launcher edit. That, yeah, it's just uh, a, it's it's a, it's prime dash run. That's it, and it works. Uh, I've read there's an easier way that you can manually switch it, like you can in a bunch of mate and stuff. But I just you know this was just a super simple. This was about this was the only time I actually had to really type anything into a command line or anything like that. So um, I'll have to give a bunch of mate the uh, uh, the easier. Um, point for that because you you can just select it right from your uh, GUI desktop and then you know restart it and you're ready to go this is an extra step it's nothing that's game breaking or I'd say uh, you know don't use it because not everybody is a gamer and if you're just using this to do uh, watch YouTube videos and and um, stuff like that uh, the system will say oh I need to pass this off to the discrete card because this is using more, it needs it needs a little more horsepower. Uh, in games, you know, like that, you have, sometimes have to, you know, say put that prime dash run in it, just to, just to let that game know that we, we don't even want the system to try. We just want the system to just send it right to the discrete. So um, that was about the only little thing. Okay. So overall, 
Uh, thumbs up. Oh, yeah, definitely thumbs up. Two weeks in, new user approved. New user approved. Now, um, my little test machine has been running Manjaro for uh, – and it's Intel-based system. It doesn't have any discrete, and it's still running flawlessly, um, and it's been a, about a month for that. So I really don't foresee okay. any real issues. Yeah, well, that's good. Um, and you'll keep using it until either something breaks or you get distracted with something else, right? <laughs> well, I, I can't help it that I got sick and I had a bunch of t nine days on my hands, too. I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah. You know what happens when I get bored? I do things. Yeah, you you change distribution, so... <laughs> Oh, that's good. Okay, well, you know what? Um, we've got lots of things to talk about here on the Going Linux podcast, and uh, uh, even with that, switching distributions from time to time makes it interesting, and uh, it, it uh, g gives us the opportunity to talk about something other than Ubuntu Mate all the time, so that's good. We'll keep doing that. Yeah, I do want to say that, you know, Ubuntu Mate is a great choice. Um Regular Ubuntu is a great choice. Uh, if you're looking for maybe something that looks a lot, a lot like um, a Mac without having to you know change any panels, then you got Elementary. Um, mm -hmm. But they're all Ubuntu based, and and I wanted to find something that was pleasant to use, easy for new users, and Majoro uh, Linux really fits the bill. Uh, yeah. It's as easy. It's as easy to install, update, and run as Ubuntu Mate, and that's what we're kind of looking for. We don't. We don't yes, want exactly. where you have to jump through uh, a bunch of different hoops. We want to give you as many options as possible. And uh, like I said, you can't go wrong with Ubuntu Mate, but I don't think you could go wrong with a uh, Manjaro um, Linux either. The, the thing is, sometimes certain hardware will run better on certain distributions. So the more choices we have, the better. Okay, well, uh, sounds like uh, we'll be using Manjaro Linux for a while. Well, let's hope we are anyway. And <laughs> um, we'll find out when we record our next listener feedback episode. Can it break the Ubuntu Mate uh, record? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, so as I said, our next episode will be listener feedback. Until then, you can go to our website at goinglinks.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast community on community.goinglinks.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. 73. Music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.